0: Welcome to the Cosmic Goodie Bag, my name is Carla Cherry, I am your host. We are talking with spiritual seekers about cosmic theories, their personal path, and expertise. Our mission is to help people expand their consciousness and their awareness and provide tools to help them find their personal power. Do you want some personal power? I'm tired of watching superhero movies, don't you want to have a little bit of that for yourself? It is ascension times, people, we'll be talking ETs, multi-dimensional beings, parallel universes we cover it all it's all in the bag why am i doing this i don't know sometimes it's the red pill sometimes it's the blue pill sometimes you just slip and fall down the rabbit hole and you get a timeshare there hey so it turns out a lot of you are witches or witch fans lots of listeners on that last one um she was pretty great This one's pretty great as well, so I'm excited for you. I do want to give a shout-out. We've got lots of people tuning in from all over the world now. Tokyo, Berlin, England, Sweden, um, and then, of course, all of our lovely people in the United States. Almost all states. Not every state now, but... We're getting there, so I just want to say thank you for listening, and I hope that you guys are finding value. And please hit me up on Instagram, leave a comment, say hi. In my personal journey, I've gone to a lot of psychics. I've talked, I talk about it on this one, and I finally found a person who claims to teach you how to do it for yourself. If you saw Catherine in a grocery store, you would not think that she's psychic and teaches people how to be psychic. You just wouldn't. You'd be like, oh, she plays tennis and has two and a half point kids. But she does, that's what she does, and um, she's gonna tell us about it in this one, so I'm really excited for you. We're gonna learn together, and then I'm gonna take a class. And if you wanna take her class, we'll be right beside each other, or I'll definitely report back to see if it worked. But she's gonna dip into that a little bit, and here we go. Catherine Schiff is a clairvoyant reader, certified as a teacher of intuition and ordained as a spiritual minister. She made the top 50 psychics in the US, 2016 edition by Jennifer Diamonds, which is available on Amazon. She teaches meditation, clairvoyance, and energy tools privately and in classes at the Den Meditation Center and remotely with the Center for Inner Truth, Santa Fe. Welcome, Catherine, to the cosmic goodie bag. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I'm so excited. I am super excited to have you. I'm so excited to talk to you. I like to start off with the same question for everybody, which is looking back at your childhood, how, did you notice anything in your childhood where you, were? Was there, was there a moment in your childhood when you realized, wait, I'm a little bit different or like, did something come through that you
1: had to hide? I think nothing like, you know, metaphysical happened when, in my childhood that I thought was strange or that I, um, you know wanted to hide from others. Nothing like that. I don't have those kind of stories. Like I didn't have imaginary friends that, you know, are real. People, mm-hmm. Imaginary friends are not fake, by the way. <laughs> like they're always real. Um, I didn't have something like that, but I did know really young that I was old. You know what I mean? Like I felt yeah. like old at like hmm. eight years old. You know what I mean?
0: I do know what you mean. I, th- I feel like my daughter was the same way.
1: hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just kind of know that You don't, I mean, I loved kids and I loved playing, but I related to adults more. Mm -hmm. I would eavesdrop on their conversations and I would, it was interesting because I didn't think they were, um, I didn't think they knew more. It was like, I was trying to figure out uh, what they had gained or something by being older. Like, what was it that we get when we're older? You know what I mean? I was curious about that. So I think I was just trying to connect with something, but I did feel like an old soul, I guess, really young. And looking back, and I didn't really think about this till later in life my mom was doing a whole bunch of really interesting kind of psychic books. She was reading like the Shirley MacLaine books back then. I love Shirley MacLaine books. I know. when yes. she came out with all that stuff, you know, yes. back in like the early eighties and my mom was doing all that work. And I remember my mom telling me, Oh my gosh, last night, you know, I, I uh, flew out of my body and I could see myself lying in my bed and I could see my wow. board. Yeah. And I was like, Oh my gosh, that's so awesome. We just, it was just normal. My mom just telling me about it. And, um, So my mother was having all those experiences. She was very much into this kind of stuff, Um, but it wasn't as accepted as it is now. Yeah. And it wasn't like called, oh, you know, intuitive work. It was like you were a psychic kind of weirdo. (laughs) Yeah. There was no spiritual coach back then.
0: No, no. So let's go back when you said, I'm interested in your thoughts on imaginary friends are real Mm -hmm. when you're little, because my daughter had a plethora of imaginary Mm -hmm. friends, but Three in particular, mm-hmm. and she named them, and they were Heman, Hemin, which is sort of Middle Eastern sounding. I don't know mm-hmm. where Heman comes from, but Heman, Halloween, and Karen, and mm-hmm. they were very present in our household. Yeah. And it was very interesting because Heman
1: was always the one that got in trouble. Really? Interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, in my understanding and my experience, you know, when we're children, we, you know, we come into this world and we're, we haven't, um, we haven't blocked our clairvoyance at that point. You know, that muscle's strong, we come in Mm -hmm. with it. And most all children, they see things, they see the other realm very easily. So imaginary friends are, they're not, they're not imaginary friends, they're beings. No, which realm, which realm? So I would say we're in this realm, like this, this, um, whatever the earth realm is and our humanness and like how you and I are looking at each other now. And if you look around in your home or wherever you are, and you know, that's this realm, there are all these other realms, right? The astral is one of them. The astral is where we go out and dream. So when we, you know, we go to sleep, we leave our body and we go travel on the astral we never really sleep. We just leave this and that's where we go. And then we come back in and we wake up and there's, there's a purpose for that. We're, we're giving our um, physical body a rest. Okay. Mm -hmm. And we're also letting it release all the information we've picked up during our day. So our spirit, you know, needs to break out of the body as well. The dream world, it's, it's such a great space because there's no karma in the dream world, meaning, mm -hmm, meaning There's no moral consequence. Like you can do crazy things in the astral space without having the consequences. So if you think about, you know, those weird dreams, where you're like, why would I do something? Or you saw something horrible or something happened to you or, you know what I mean? Right. You wake up and you're fine. We work out that there's many purposes to the dream space, but we work out our shadow side Mm. in the astral. We get information. We get to like learn about stuff in the astral and then we bring it back in. With us, we bring the information in. We work out problems. I've had real conversations with people in the astral that are you know alive and well here, and then they remember the same dream. We have the same. We already have the conversation in the astral space. Have you ever had sex with a coworker in your astral realm? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and what if like, it's someone that you probably <laughs> never have sex with here? Yeah. Like, yeah, did, you're like, why? why? Yeah, that happened to me once. I so will not mention names, but yeah. I was like. I felt like I went to the to work that i say and that person like knew. Cause it
1: kind of really happened. <laughs> ah, it was awful. It's so weird. It was awful. But it doesn't mean any, like I tell people all the time, but it doesn't mean it, it, it doesn't have like purpose or consequence here. You can do with it what you want. Okay. But I, think, I think it, you know, it depends on who the person is and what's going on, but you can ask, okay, well, what am I working out there? Is there, are they working something out? Maybe they have the attraction. So you're like, uh, in your dreams, just, you know, working some stuff out, or maybe you're expressing a part of you that, you know, I don't know, would, you know, never cheat or, you know, I don't know. You're, you're, you're working out something, but it, it often, it's not just you, it's the other being involved. Too. No, I totally felt like it was that person.
0: It was yeah. a guy. And he was like, "Woo, got that out of the way kind of thing. And I was like, how in the hell would I ever agree to that? Like, yeah, only in the astral. You're like, all right, <laughs> now you stop thinking about me and throwing your energy at me. Yeah. It was a weird, like, thank yep. God that's over. But yeah. it was just so weird because the next day, oh, it was awful seeing him in person. I was like, ah! yeah,
1: yeah. But, but you know, you might've had also, um, when groups of people, even working with people, even if you're like, I barely know this person and we worked together for six months, you probably have past life energy with them. We oh. come back around the same people, even if you were just like in a village next door, you know, 200 years ago, you might have some weird crossover with people that come through. That's interesting. be working out stuff from then. Okay, so you talked, we, we talked yesterday about a uh,
0: soul contract.
1: Mm-hmm. Soul Do you
0: believe that... Every single person that is here on this earth signed up for this. Yes. 100%. Have you ever heard that theory where there's this machine on the moon? This is crazy. Mm-hmm.
1: I, have, I, don't,
0: I don't know if I have, but I love it. <laughs> so tell me already. I love these, these stuff, weird things. Mm-hmm. This is going into conspiracy theory. Where I, I heard this woman talk, and she, I mean, I, I listened to all kinds of stuff that she talks about, and then she got to this, and I was like, wait, What? Yeah. So that there's some kind of trap on the moon that like shoots people back that are trying to leave after they die like wham like a
1: boomerang. Wow. I have not heard that one but <laughs> now I'm going to have to go, you're going to have to send me something on it later. I'm very curious and I like the conspiracy theories um, because anything's possible. Yeah. But you have to go on what your you know what's your belief you know what's your core about You know, I don't know. There could be some version of something like that for sure. But what I do believe is when it comes down to the ultimate truth, Mm -hmm. we have power. So even those people are getting flipped back or whatever, it's something in them that's not accepting their worthiness. They're not accepting their power. It's still about them. Right? So I do think that we all came here. It's an, it's a privilege to be a human being. So a lot of beings want to be in these bodies and have this experience here and work out stuff and learn. It's a privilege, even though there's so much chaos and horror here also. And mm-hmm. my bigger understanding is it's a privilege to come. I think all those beings have volunteered, have, have, have cho- have wanted to come and they were, you know, were, were like, okay, um, this is something we get to do, you know? How do you explain someone, I mean, there's such a
0: huge population of homeless people in LA that's just a new face every day. Mm -hmm. Why would so many people sign up to come and then end up going on
1: this, you know, lost track? Such a good question. If you look at a huge group of people and put them all in the same situation, Mm -hmm. a lot of them will stay stuck in that, but a lot of them won't. Right. right? So we're looking at who's around right now. We're not, you know, if, like say we go out and look at all the homeless on the street right now today, but we're all, we're not probably seeing the ones who something happened and they got themselves off or they got themselves out of the situation sure. or, you know, they're figuring it out. So, and I kind of put it on every other aspect too, right? In my understanding, you will repeat over and over and over again, something until you get what it is you need from it to move out of it Mm -hmm. so I don't mean it in the sense of oh this is just someone's karma and it's their pro it's their fault and Mm -hmm. and they're a victim to this I think that you know and there's group and there's soul contracts and group contacts like we also come in with contracts to help others specifically Mm -hmm. or to be part of a journey together. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's not just about you. It might just be, it might also be about the other people involved. You know, where are these homeless people's families? Did they Mm -hmm. give up on them? Did they kick them out? You know, what happened? Did they all die? So Mm -hmm. it gets into all that, but I do think that it's part of a bigger web and it's purposeful. And that's also why, When we look at all this stuff, we're part of it and we have to help the way, we, the best way we can, you know, you know, some people are like, oh, I just don't want to look and I don't want to deal and I got to take care of this. Yes, but you are, you're part of that no matter what, right?
0: Well, let let me ask you, and I don't like to usually talk about politics, but do you think we're all part of the reason why so-and-so is in the office right now? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think like, our president didn't just walk up and go out be president. And he is, I mean, mm-hmm. we, as a people and community, we may, may not have voted for him, but we voted for him. We put him in right. office. So right. that is a very blatant, you know, expression of how we are working in our country right now. Right. Right. As a people, you know, and as a human and as humanity, you know what I mean? So that's something for us to look at, like people are shocked. Why? Mm-hmm. Why would you be shocked? And I'm not, you know, I don't want to go off on the whole political thing either, but why would you be shocked that, you know, we could have this kind of president when look at how we're running this country? Look at it. To right.
0: this way, come on. Look around. Yeah. I mean, look around. Well, like, it's interesting because I know a lot of people that just, you know, and some people I'm related to spend a lot of time in anger. And it's a very interesting thing to me because, you know, I was too for a long time. And then mm-hmm. I just woke up and I thought, wow, how much energy am I giving? Yeah, turning over, yeah daily,
1: and how can and and me posting angry stuff on Facebook really is not doing it. So no, it's in my opinion, and I think we've touched on this a little bit, but it's actually feeding it. Yeah, yeah. Be angry. Be angry about some stuff. Yes, and then make a plan. Right, and then move through it. You know, of course, like we're you know have your emotions, but whether you're on this side or this side, the anger is the tool that's keeping us in this space, right? Like a low vibration space. Like a low vibration space. Right. Anger is, is a foreign energy. It's actually not natural in our bodies. It's a foreign really? energy. It's not part of our natural state. Anger is not a, natural? No. It's a low vibrational energy. It's an ex, It's an emotion, an expression. That part of it's natural. But it's not a... It's not a... When I'm in my... And you know this because you meditate, right? Right. When I'm in my meditative space, which I can get into, you know, if I'm lucky, you know, every once in a while during my meditations, I'm in this great blissful space for a moment, right? Mm-hmm. That's me in my perfect space. That's me filled with me, which is not anger. Anger is based on thoughts and ideas I have that stir up these emotions that make me angry, make me feel not fulfilled, mm-hmm. right? So anger takes us out of who we really are like as divine beings. i mean it's a natural part of being human and being here but this is our job is be conscious about it and go okay i'm angry and then let's do something about it move it out and do the work right so if we're, okay if we're posting hate and anger like right. i can't stand this person it's totally feeding the f- it's fueling that flame of that low vibrational energy. We're just, it's called matching energy. We're just matching the energy. If I say to you, I can't stand you. And you're like, well, I can't stand you either. Then we're just like, like fueling it, right? Right. So what we need to be doing. And so think about this, like the an easy example. So it's a good one to use. That person saying something and then like half the country or more just yelling and hating energetically right. thoughts at him he is getting attacked with all this energy and it's just fueling it. Yeah. Yeah. You need to send, you need to be like, gosh, I really can't stand this person. And be like, okay, but I'm sending you love as much as it. "Mm, I'm just sending you love. You're a sad little person. I'm sending you love. You're hurt. Sending you love. I'm sending you love, you know? Okay. So you're saying that it fuels the energy. It just fuels him and it actually makes it worse is what you're saying. It does called throwing energy. So even if you just walk down the street and someone's like, Oh, I hate her shoes or whatever, you'll feel it. It's like energy being thrown at you. You'll feel it. And then if it if it kind of triggers something, it'll be caught, like if it tears your aura a little bit, every person the rest of the day that says something in a similar sense, it will keep coming in and fueling in on that one picture, that one thing in your space that might be insecure about your shoes. Love, light energy, it's stronger it's it, it's so we want to throw that energy, we want to heal with that because it's stronger because it's pure it doesn't need low vibrational energy needs to thrive right it needs so it goes looking for stuff to like thrive on What if you have a resentment that
0: mm-hmm. say somebody does something to you and you cannot get rid of it, you've journaled and you've just done everything, and then you you know. What
1: is your answer to getting rid of a a nasty resentment? My answer is do an energy session (laughs) because you have a picture, which is an idea or a memory or something in your space that is under a very, very, very deep layer that that person triggered. Mm. And you keep trying to heal out that person. And it's something much deeper than that. Mm. You want to get to it. You want to get to that core. And what's at the core of that is something else, like invalidation oh. or unworthiness. And it probably was when you were like two years old, that kind of thing. And you want to get to that, and you want to take the energy off of it, which is done in energy work, and neutralize it so it's just like, hmm, it used to really upset me." Now it just is a memory. Oh, that's so cool. Um, okay,
0: so a lot. Everybody that I talk to, it seems like there's a pattern where we were going along their life. Everything was one way. And then it just suddenly shifted. So I want to hear about your, your, your shift.
1: My shift was my, my early mid thirties. Mm-hmm. So like a little, little over 10 years ago, I had like a perfect storm, you know, mm-hmm. um, everything went wrong at the same time. <laughs> oh, wow. Like everything, you know, um, I had stuff with my family going on. Um, With my brother specifically, um, we have a lot of like addiction kind of stuff in our family specifically with him. And um, so I've I've been on that journey, which is a whole different kind of monster, but it plays a huge part into what I do. You know, I think I learned to become a healer really young. Is he alcoholic or or drug addict? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so he was going through some stuff. Um, My business and my business partner and I were going through some stuff and we're very close, Mm -hmm. Uh, but like intense stuff. Um, and I was in a relationship at the time, you know, that was very important to me and that was blowing up. It's like, I had an early midlife crisis. Like I just okay. lost it. You know, oh, I, wow. I, remember sitting in my car when I lived in San Francisco. Oh my God. I'll never forget. I was in like a Walgreens parking lot. Nice. I remember sitting in my car, just <laughs> crying, breaking down, you Aww. know, it was dark out and just thinking they're going to take me away in a straight jacket. Like oh, shit my mind. I'm, I'm insane. I think I'm insane. Right. That's well, what, what were I'm your thinking. thoughts though? Your thoughts were just, I can't handle life. I couldn't handle being inside my body. Okay. So did I you think under-
0: about killing yourself? Were you having suicidal tendencies?
1: You know, I think I fantasized, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I would ne- it's like, I I'm such a, you know, I knew I would never do something like that, but All I right. do remember just thinking like, Oh my gosh, what if I just drove my car into that wall? And I'm like, there's no way. Yeah. Like I fantasized about it. Wow. Um, but it was, you know, it was never like, I knew I was never going to do anything, but I think it was a relief just to even consider, you know, okay, what does that mean? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And I knew, well, that's not the answer. Right. You know, something in me was like, okay, well, that's not it. But I yeah, just that wall's thought it's going to hurt. That wall's going to, it's going to suck. Yeah. Gonna it's hurt. totally going to hurt. And, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and then what? Then I have more to do. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I think, thank goodness. I think that, uh, you know, the spiritual part of me is like. Nice try. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like if you do that, you're just going to come back and do it all over again. Oh, <laughs> that's one. how I think about it now. And then, very, very shortly after, very shortly after, um, with help from my friend, my mother, friends, I made some very um, specific changes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I started thinking, okay, I want to, I think I'm going to leave. You know, I'm going to leave and put myself in storage. I'm going to go, you know, I just needed a big, I needed to change everything. Anyway, I moved basically uh, to Buenos Aires soon after that. And I went down there with a friend. And once I got to Buenos Aires, because it was so far, and literally, I understand now, but it was a physical separation from everyone I knew. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I was still in contact and, you know, whatever, but it was this geographical, this physical separation, right? Mm -hmm. It's like I got my energy back in my body. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like, just like, okay, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I can do something. Mm-hmm. And immediately I started having prophetic dreams. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I dreamed something silly. Like uh, I'd have a conversation with a friend about, you know, something, uh, oh, I'm getting married, you know, I just got engaged or you know, Oh, I'm pregnant, you know? And like the next day I get an email it's happening or I get a phone call. It's happening. Like, like those kind. like they were telling me beforehand in my dreams. How, how many of these were you getting? Like how? I probably had like mm, about five or six Mm -hmm. in like, in like a month or two. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. It was a lot. It was enough for me to be like, what's going on and start paying attention. Who did you tell? Who did you call and go? I told my friend, Jody, who was my housemate in Buenos Aires, who will verify all of it. (laughs) I I like told her, I was like, oh my gosh, listen to this. And then like an hour later, I'd be like, look at this, look at this. And she's like, oh, like I have proof. Yeah. Yeah. She was a witness. So it was kind of fun. What did you do with all that? So what I did with it was I got back from Buenos Aires after a few months there. And I just thought, where am I going to go? So I went to Santa Fe to see some friends and I had a reading there. Okay. And and it's, I had no idea, but it's exactly what I do now. Like the the man that gave me the reading um, had gone to the school that I would end up going to, but he didn't say anything about that. He just said, you know, I just see you kind of working with this esoteric group. I see you doing this spiritual work. I don't know. I mean, he, it's like, he was very vague about it, but what happened was kind of just felt like, wow, I feel myself. I feel physically like how I felt in Buenos Aires. I felt like I was in my body. Like I felt so at peace. So I thought I'm just going to stay in Santa Fe. That's what I'll do. I'll stay here. Cause I feel good. Right. And I visualized this home that I wanted. I walked like around the block for my friends and the next day, like for rent sign, I walked in, it was the home I visualized. I rented it. Yep. It happened like within a week. And then um, I stayed there and within two months I started taking meditation classes. I was like, I'm going to go do ayahuasca. I'm going to work with a shaman. What am I going to do? I'm just uh, interested. I want to see what else I can do. But the first class I took was the training that I teach now. I had an advertising agency for photographers and I just thought, okay, I'm done with that life. You know, I'm gonna go on this next one, and that's so I, a
0: short amount of time. So, did your friends say, um, "Hi, Catherine, you're crazy"? Anybody?
1: Not really. They're kind of. I think they were like, mm, "You always do weird stuff. What's this next one?" But this is so you. Okay, sure. You know, that's nice. That's <laughs> nice because a lot of people don't have that support and understanding. Yeah. Yeah. And I did not use the word psychic with anyone for a couple of years. Sure. Yeah. At all. It keeps that one under wraps. I was just trying to heal myself. So I just thought, well, I've done all this therapy. You know, I've done therapy many times. I had group therapy, individual therapy, all this therapy. And I was like, I'm so sick of my stories. Mm. So sick of just like all this repetitive. Like, I just, I just want to like, you know, gut open and like cut through it all and just go. So I'm like, I'm going to do this self healing stuff. Mm-hmm. So I went there very specifically and selfishly to self-heal, mm-hmm. whatever that meant. Did you ever see that show by uh, Laura Dern, The Enlightened? I think it was Enlightened. No.
0: Oh, yeah. Laura Dern did a whole show where she had like a breakdown and then she had to go get the 12-step. It was very short-lived. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it was a- HBO or something and it got canceled like after a year. It was really sad. It was, it was like totally, she goes to a center and totally like yeah. this. I know. I think it was just ahead of its time, but anyway. It was ahead of its time. Yeah, it
1: yeah. was ahead of its time. Yeah, I mean, that's why people do this work. I mean, even mm-hmm. the classes I teach now is I say, well, this is a self-healing journey. I mean, you're here for you. You know, also what you get out of it is you will be an energy healer because you'll know how to do energy work on yourself and others, and you'll be a psychic reader because you can read energy and do psychic readings. But most importantly, you're self-healing. So let's break this down. Okay, so... <laughs>
0: Because anybody that just hears that, they're like, wait, what? (laughs) What does that mean? Um, So do you think that you had to get through the therapy before you could get to this part? Like you had an old story with your, like a parent. Yeah. Do you have to get through that before you can get to this stuff? Or can you walk in with like never doing traditional type of therapy and then
1: just do it all through this? Yes. Okay. Okay. I love traditional therapy. Also, I think people should, you know, continue that and use both and do whatever they think is great mm-hmm. for them. But you don't need no. This is therapy, but it's just therapy, like you know, times a hundred. There's different links of courses that people can take. So, right there's like a three month, there's a six month, or for you personally yeah. now with the course you're teaching. For me personally now, all I offer now. Are um, just the training programs, and they are three month. They they used to be longer, but I've mm-hmm. we've kind of condensed them so that they're more hours mm-hmm. in the one class, but they're a shorter length of time. They're just mm-hmm. psychic meditation classes where you learn and practice the space, mm-hmm. and what that means is you sit in a space and you learn how to be neutral in your body, where neutral means I can see all the things that are scary or that upset me with neutrality. I'm not judging them. I'm not upset with them. I'm just seeing them. That's Mm -hmm. all that, that, you know, clear seeing means is being able to see it clearly without judgment and ideas. Right. So the psychic meditation, um, so you could take a couple of classes, you know, drop in ones or you could take workshops or, you know, the longer programs are these three month programs. They will take you on a journey. Okay. It's all the same work, but it's about, they call it peeling back the layers. Okay. So, whatever your issues are, say you have an abandonment issue. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you, you will sit in the space of neutrality and start to let it come up out of your physical space. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So you see it. And then we start to do the energy work. We neutralize it. So think of like, you know, our body, but we, we have our body and then we have our aura, right? The energy bubble all around us. That's also us. But if you were looking at me right now and you weren't looking at me with my physical body, like what I look like physically in the world, you would see me as all these colors, right? You'd see me as all these different colors and mandalas of like swirling chakras and energies. The colors are just vibrations. So it's all my different vibrations and all that energy, all that color would give us information. So you could read it. You could look at the green in my space and then you could go into it a little bit and go, okay, I want to see a picture and it would show you something. And then you could get all this information. Okay. So I'm, yeah. So <laughs> it's a lot. No, it is, no, I totally get that,
0: but yeah. I haven't experienced it myself. So mm-hmm. and a lot of people, especially,
1: I mean, think that a lot of this stuff is, they use the word woo-woo. So how do you I te- love that you say that. Yeah. I love because, that you say that because this is an experiential class. Everybody shows up wanting to write stuff down notebooks. Can I take notes? I'm like, no, you just sit there, close your eyes and let's do the work. You just, it's an experiential class. You can't believe it or know any of it until you do it. I didn't believe in past lives before I didn't care about past lives. I thought, why would I care about a past life? I'm in this life. Now this is what matters. However, since I have sit in this space so many times and seen my past lives and others, I know why they're important and I believe in them, you know, because they're part of my DNA still. For example, here's a reason why a past life would be important. I know someone who has an extreme, extreme fear of her children going in any form of water. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Extreme fear. And there's no reason because her children are very young and they've never even been around water. Mm -hmm. Okay, They don't live in a place with water. There's no oceans. There's no rivers. You know, they just, it's like, why? Why does she have this extreme fear? And they're going to go on this trip where there's water. They're going to go to the ocean. So we do a little reading. Well, it turns out she had a past life where three children drowned in a river mm-hmm. in her life. So She's got this extreme fear about it, right? So we do a healing on that life, give it closure, bring it up to date in her physical body. So it came over with her to get a healing on it. So mm-hmm. we can bring it, we can clear it, bring it up to date in her space so that It's not ruling her life now because now she's in a life where everything, you know, that isn't her journey. She goes on vacation, has a great time, no more fear of water anymore. Right? That totally makes sense. Yeah. That totally makes sense. Um,
0: What are you doing in the class? And obviously I'm going to take the class, so I'm going to experience it for myself. Mm-hmm. but I've gone on sort of like a psychic junkie spree where mm-hmm. just one after the other, I can't, there's a certain building I can't even drive past without like, it's like a liquor store for me, like without mm-hmm. going in and getting a psychic <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, now I'm, I'm exaggerating.
1: You're thirsty. You want yeah,
0: it. Yeah, it. it's totally thirsty. Yeah. And then I, I've had, you know, a therapist that said to me, time for you to do it yourself. You've got to do Agreed. So, like, why quench you your thirst? Right. And also, economically, it'll be better for the pocketbook. So, but my question is is how do you teach somebody to be psychic? How do you teach somebody to see yeah. auras? Because, in my experience, it's like, oh,
1: I've met people who can do it, but they just were born with that gift. Mm-hmm. So, think about people who are super talented in something. They were born with it, right? Mm-hmm. Really talented. They can do this, they can do that. They were born with it, right? But, the psychic space is a muscle. That's all it is. It's a muscle. So let's say, you know, I really, okay, Michael Jordan, I don't, can't believe I'm using a sports example. I just, <laughs> can't do that, but I've heard this about him and I think it's amazing. Okay. Michael Jordan, one of the best basketball players of all time, right? Did you know he wasn't a great basketball player when he started? He wasn't yeah. that great at all, but he wanted to be, he wanted to play and he wanted to be. So in my understanding, he practiced all the time, mm-hmm. Right this is what I've heard about him. He just practiced and he practiced and he practiced and he became this great basketball player, Mm -hmm. right? He became really good. So pineal gland and that intuitive space is the same. Every human being, every one of us have this intuitive muscle, that pineal gland in our head. We all have it. It is not on everyone's path to use it, you know, as their talent and as their thing, but If it is on yours or if it is something you want to, you know, exercise and get good at, you can, it's just a strengthening. That's all it is. So when I teach you, all I'm doing is kind of helping you hold a space where you can be in this place, eyes closed, working with that muscle, strengthening it. So I guide you on how to do it, but you're doing the work. And all of a sudden it opens up. Mm. You know, when you were a child, it was open. It got all of ours gets pushed down because, it's not accepted here in America. Nobody talks about the psychic space. Nobody speaks to mm-hmm. the dead. If we grew up in Brazil, we were talking to our grandmothers who had passed on. All this is very normal. It's encouraged, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but not here. So it's immediately closed down. You know, imaginary friends, they're just imaginary. They're not, they're not real. They're, you're, they're, you're basically getting programmed at three to not talk to, you know, being other, you know, dead beings passing by. They're saying, no, it's not real. So you start believing it. Mm-hmm. You start getting all that doubt. So all we do, this what we do in the classes, is we learn how to release our doubt. The only thing that blocks us from seeing is our doubt. Mm-hmm. So I can see something, but if I doubt it, it goes. So you learn how to get rid of the doubt, get rid of that energy, old dogma that says it's bad to see, you know, that kind of stuff. And this is what we work on. We work on pulling up the stuff. That's where mm-hmm. past life energy comes in too. You know, many of us were you know, murdered and, you know, witches were killed for having a sight, that kind of thing. And this is real mm-hmm. stuff. So you want to get it out, free yourself, and then you're able to see. And I I haven't had anyone ever go through this kind of training and not see, ever. That's, that's amazing. Because it's what we're just, you know, we're meant to do it.
0: So after I interviewed the uh, High Priestess of the Witch Coven, um you know i've had i've had I've been going through different experiences myself, and um, Hawks are my spirit animal, so
1: I see hawks all the time. You told me this yesterday, and we talked briefly, and guess what was sitting right outside my home this morning. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, okay, I know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we're talking, talking later today. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty It's pretty
1: wild. It's it gotten, flew down over me through my yeah. yard. I was
0: like, okay, Carla sent one of her hawks. Yeah. It's pretty so, crazy. Cool. I feel like the hawk woman at this point. I mean,
1: I, I went
0: to Griffith Park and um, I, I was telling you, I sat there and there were five hawks came. Five like, which is insane. Like, so cool. Yeah. And I heard a guy behind me go, holy shit. One, two, three, four, five Hawks. And they were like right above me. And I was like, Oh That's Lord. Why I
1: said you're witchy.
0: Yeah. So Righty, you're witchy. So, but here's, what's interesting is you know, my daughter's bird is the crow. So, mm-hmm. um, after the Hawk experience, I mean, this is, this is just, I feel like I'm in a space where like things are happening and it's crazy. Mm-hmm. So I walked up to, I have like a secret spot and I walked up and there were literally 30 crows, like mm-hmm. 30 and they were flying all around. And and I was talking to my daughter about this. And what's interesting is, you know, you get certain signs from the other side mm-hmm. and, and, and I'm walking up there and knew I was going to have to exchange with crows. But when I get into the space, it's like okay, what is supposed to, like the, the overthinking starts where it's like, what is supposed to, I mean, obviously there's 30 crows above me. I just walked away from five hawks. It's like, obviously something's supposed to happen, but my mind starts going, what is the exchange I'm having? Yeah. Is this a sign? What does the sign mean? What do you do for sort of like the overthinking of it?
1: I think about, I ask myself, okay, what was I thinking about or what's going on with me at the moment when all this stuff appeared? Right. So I'll go back to what was I doing or what, what am I, what have I, what am I working on right now? Because I feel like they're giving you validation for something Mm -hmm. that's happening or they're confirming something. Mm -hmm. They're saying yes to something that you're questioning or you're wondering about. Right. Um, You know, it doesn't, And also they could be saying, I mean, if they're going in front of your face, they could be saying, stop, wait, hold on. You know, maybe it's kind of, you know, helping you like with some kind of warning or trying to slow you down about something. Right. Mm -hmm. But if they're kind of doing what they were doing, where they're just showing up. It was very playful. It was very playful. So that means a type of validation to me. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, it doesn't mean they're, you know, you, you don't want to overthink it. You want to just go, okay. Am I doing? Am I walking the in the right steps? You know, or mm-hmm. are you just confirming something I'm working on? But I like to think, okay, am I am I concerned about something? Am I working on something? Am I stressed about something? Because they're they're trying to help you with the bigger picture. You know, mm-hmm. signs are really to validate, in a sense. Okay. You know, so mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be. Here, here's the other thing, and I'm not taking away the meaning of it, but sure, it gets more and more common. Like it, this, it doesn't need to be this really, oh my gosh, fantastical thing. It can be your norm. (laughs) Right. I'm going to have to get a bigger house. Totally. (laughs) (laughs) Well, but it can,
0: you know, well, that's, what's interesting to me. Cause after talking to the witch and talking to people like you, it's like there, I feel like there was a time probably 2000 plus years ago where Mm -hmm. magic was more normal and now we're Mm -hmm. coming back. It's very exciting. I feel like, you know, even though people around me are like, so, so drawn into the political drama, which I, to me just feels like a big reality show in front of us, um, which you can tap into or not. And we have a reality king at the top. Um, It's like, You can tap into that or you can also Mm -hmm. tap into the fact that like we're raising to the fifth dimension and that part is just showing like the crumbling of it, Mm -hmm. uh, of the old third dimension, but you know, we're tapping into this incredible space and time. And, and so I don't know, it's just, it's exciting to me. And I wonder, you know, what, what are your thoughts on it?
1: I agree with you. Um, and I think, I think you're right. I think it's like, it's, it's exposing things. So Mm -hmm. that things are more, are not hidden anymore. Mm -hmm. That looks horrible and scary, but it was always there. Mm -hmm. You know, it's always there.
0: What's an example of that?
1: Like, um, you know, well, all this extreme stuff that's happening, like, um, especially in the news, like shootings, I mean, it's like off the charts, you Mm -hmm. know? So all this hatred. Mm -hmm. So I don't think this is new hatred. I think this stuff is getting, it's all getting pulled up. It's getting exposed. So people cannot, can make a choice, you know, are you going to be in denial that there's all this pain and stuff Mm -hmm. and suffering in the world and people are in pain and people are brainwashed, you know, and, and not in their bodies and full of fear. And are you going to work with that? Like do something with that? Or are you going to just ignore it? Like, many people have been doing for years, you know? Yeah. It seems like everybody feels
0: like it's on the outside of
1: them, that it's not them. Yeah. That's where it Until seems it like happens in your community mm-hmm. and then it becomes personal. And mm-hmm. now it's happening in all these different communities to make it personal for mm-hmm. everybody. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, it's personal. All yeah, of this is personal. Don't you think the work is
0: on an individual basis? Like it, it just like, if, if if all of us literally turned down and just did our own individual work.
1: If you heal yourself, you will heal the world. Mm-hmm. Yes. That is what I think. And it doesn't mean ignore your neighbors. It means heal yourself. If, when, if something triggers you or if something enrages you or if something scares you, look inside you. What is that? What's it from? What's going on about that? And work on that, you know, work with healing that. And then you raise your vibration. And so when we, when we let our fears come up, when we let our anger come up, and we let our emotions and the stuff that doesn't feel good, and we validate it and see it rather than turning away from it, mm. then we can let it go, right? It's like, don't be afraid of all this stuff you're, you're afraid of anymore. Just open it up, gut yourself open, let it all come to the surface, try not to be afraid of it, do your best, and then look at it. And then you can let it go. But if you keep mm-hmm. it hidden and push it away, it always remains there. It always, you know, it's just, it will stay, right? Yeah. So that's part of what we're doing is like, let's look at our own stuff instead of blaming everybody else. Like, I do not believe in victims in that sense. Like, we are not victims. No one is a victim. Yes, people can physically harm us and do stuff. But what I'm saying, and that's, that, and that's not what I'm talking about. I'm just saying, no one is in charge of how I feel about me. Right, yeah. I'm not a victim to you know unworthiness and invalidation and shame. Like mm-hmm. I can do something about that, and if I heal it, I won't be some angry dictator hurting people mm-hmm. or not having compassion for people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I just and I don't know why this just came up, but I just want to say, and that leads me to one huge thing that I think about all the time. I think it is a lie, and it is an untruth that there is not enough in this world for everybody. Yeah, I think it's totally not true. It's a, it's a fear that there's not enough, that we can't be compassionate for everyone because someone else will die. If I'm compassionate about too many, someone else will be lacking. That is so not true. Scarcity.
0: That's old. They even teach that. When I took economics, that was the, the first and the main core of learning really? economics in business school is scarcity. And I thought, I remember sitting there going, it's so odd, you mm-hmm. know, but mm-hmm. I didn't know why or just remember thinking that's such a weird thing just like that Mm for that to be the zero point and moving from there Mm -hmm. it's interesting interesting you know how do you protect yourself from dark energies or how would you tell someone else to do it
1: yeah how i do it you know there's different ways to do it how i do it um are like energetic ways right so um from dark energies what i do is i'm constantly um especially if i'm around stuff that feels weird you know, or if I'm out, like my own space is pretty cleared out because I'm constantly working on it, protecting it. Mm -hmm. But I, I put certain energies around me. So, um, you know, like a really vibrant vibration is like gold. Okay. Or like electric blue, that's a very high vibration energy. So I literally will put like electric blue at my crown, like on my head Mm. or I'll, I'll I'll invent You can, you don't have to be a visual person. You don't have to do psychic work to even do this, but I'll just imagine that ball of energy around me, my aura, and I'll fill it with like bright, bright gold Hmm. or like cobalt electric blue. So it's a bright vibration so that to me, my vibration is really high. It's, Mm -hmm. it's bright. So I'm kind of warding off anything that's low. It's not attracted to that. It goes to low stuff. It doesn't come to me. It doesn't want me right. It doesn't. mm -hmm. Do you have to re re bubble up all day or you just do it? depending on my day <laughs> um i do have to rebubble up um i like that term um another you know method i use and and people in different er- you know walks will will do the same thing but they might do it in a different way but it's a real method is if i have yucky energy around me or say i have anxiety so a lot of times we'll get anxiety cuz we're picking up other people's energy mm. around our space that's all it is you're just foreign energy and your body's like reacting to it mm. it's great heads up to be like hey something's in our space, or if I feel something kind of off or scary,
0: mm-hmm. I
1: will, I'll pull it out of me. I'll, I'll use, I use roses in my training. We always use roses, um, because that's just, there's a whole thing behind that, but you can use anything. You can take like a little imaginary vacuum or, a, you know, I use a rose or you can use a palm tree or whatever. And I will, pu- I'll close my eyes and have it pull it out. Just the feeling I'll see it as color. I'll feel it as color. Oh, really? Let it it out. Yeah or people from my day. I put people in it. And then I literally throw it up or toss it up into the sky and I explode it like a firecracker Oh wow! (laughs) because energy, we're like sponges. Mm -hmm. So if you pull the energy out into something, which we can do, it's a tool and you blow it up, you're not harming anything. You're sending the energy back to where it came from, but you're getting it out of your space. You're neutralizing. And then I'll fill in with some gold do you have to say anything when you're pulling it out or you literally just feel it? Like, can anybody feel it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anybody can do it. You could, you have a headache, put a big, like, um, something, whatever you want to use, you know, put a big, like, um, you know, like a tulip out in front of your head. I don't know why I'm using flowers all the time. Just, and just kind of feel that pain in your head and just let it suck it out like a vacuum. Let it pull it out. You can, if you, you can imagine it being like, you know, pain energy or like tar, like energy or white energy or something. And then just send it up into the sky, like a balloon and pop it. And then bring gold in your space. You can do it like five times. Your headache will go away most often. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Cause we're, we're moving the energy out, right? We're doing something with it. Same with your thoughts. You Put your thought in something and move it out. You'll stop thinking about it. When you're stuck on a thought, you're just spinning in like a, like a hamster in a wheel. Mm-hmm. You're just spinning in the thought, but you can move it out and then your energy will be different. You'll be someplace else. That's so cool. Yeah. Do you see,
0: have your guides been the same through your life or do you feel
1: like you have guides that come in at certain periods? Yeah, they change. So I had, we all, and I do have certain guides that have been there since before I was born. They'll be, they'll be with me after I'm gone from here. They've been with me through lifetimes, lifetime. So I have certain guides that have been around forever. Um, and then I have other ones that come in specifically during certain growth periods, things I'm working on. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, we finished. They go off and then I get a different one for the next growth period. But yeah, like for the past several years, I've had a certain like ascended masters that are with me. They weren't with me earlier that I knew of. Um, I have a healing master. I work with a healing guide, Georgette. <laughs> That's her name. Nice. Yep. She's only been with me a couple of years. I had somebody else before that. Uh-huh. Wait, so do you say goodbyes? How do you... I do to those, yeah.
0: So you know when you're leaving and someone... They, they but, say, I'm leaving, someone else is coming. That's so interesting.
1: Some of them, I have no idea. They just show up. I'm like, wow, cool. Now you're with me You know, for a while. But the, the healing guides are very specific. I use them in my healings with my work. Yes. I do say goodbye to them and get new ones because they do certain kinds of healings and they have an agreement with me to do it. So and if you do the training, you'll get one. So when was the first time you saw physically a form of a guide? Okay. So this is, this is cool. Oh, this is okay. This is very cool. And this is what might lead us into something else. So I started this training, you know, whatever, t- t- over 10 years ago, I was probably around 36. So cool. So I was, seeing guides then, you know, okay. right when I started. But when I say seeing, it was not a visual expression. I just knew they were there. It's more from what we call a place of knowingness. Okay. Some people are very visual. They work from that third eye and some people do it more of a just, I know it. And that's from your crown. Okay. It's all the same intuitive space, but different way of interpreting. So I would just know, I would just know it's this female and she's wearing this and she has this color hair. And I just knew, I just knew her name. You know, I kind of knew it. However, when for my 40th birthday, my birthday present to myself was to go see John of God in Brazil. Okay. And he's this amazing healer. And when I was there having those experiences, it was the first time I got a very visual one. It was so Real and so cool. Wait, so um, so who is John of God? Okay, John of God is a Brazilian healer, and he is about seventy something now. And he's one of the few living he, you know, uh, mediums on the planet right now that's alive. That is such a master at channeling, at being a medium. So what I mean by that is, as a master, it means this this man, um, John of God, that called João de Deus. Um, his real name is like De Texteria, something beautiful in Brazilian. Um, he was born in Brazil and he has had these visions and been a medium healer since he was like, I think 12 years old is when he had his first one. And what happened was, um, one of the saints came into his body and he, and he walked to this church and did like 14 healings on people. (laughs) And then he like woke up. And he was like, what am I doing here? And I told him what he did. And this this 12-year-old or whatever, 14-year-old had no idea what had happened. It's incredible. So since then, obviously, he's mastered this. Now, what that means is he can have up to 33, I think I'm getting this correct, the 33 different beings come through his body in one day same oh my gosh so they're all different so it's like it's like a train just kind of comes 33 specific ones yeah he has one come in it leaves he has a different one come in it leaves and he's conscious it's a conscious choice meaning he has a deal with them he knows okay i'm gonna leave my body now you may come in they come in he's like okay i'm ready to come back they leave he comes back he doesn't remember anything but he he has doesn't it's like he's sleeping he's like he's out in the astral yeah Interesting. So, wow, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he'll just say, oh, it's like I was asleep, but he knows what's happening at this point. He's seen himself videos and, you know, he knows, and it's, again, he has control. He has this conscious communication with them. He brings in um, certain saints and he brings in um, King Solomon and he oh. brings in very specific doctors who have lived and died, you know, real, you know, people, their pictures are in the, the Casa down in Brazil.
0: Interesting.
1: Um, yeah. And he's incredible, and he devotes his life to this, and people, he's controversial. I think Oprah went down there for a minute, all this stuff, but I am mm-hmm. telling you, I spent two weeks there, and my belief system, even though I was doing this stuff on my own, mm-hmm. I just went, wow. I mean, I've, I've just been in this magical place. I've seen more stuff than I could ever imagine. I Wait, saw so- What happened with you
0: there? Like, do you, so are you, are you
1: one-on-one with him? Do you have to like sign in and you're just the two of you? Long lines of people. There are busloads of people three days a week. He does it morning and afternoon, morning, afternoon for three days. And you just get in a big line. You go through and you just walk up in front of him and you you have like, you have like 10 seconds with him. You have your translator. Yeah. Yeah. And you get this and your translator gives him a little piece of paper that has your three requests down that you want. And then you walk off and that's it. Whoa. I think I did that twice with him. So you and you got rest, back in line? No, no. Then you go, oh gosh, no. Then I went and sat in, um, it's this whole beautiful experience. I sat in what they call the current. So it's one of the rooms in the, in the, in the casa mm-hmm. where everybody just meditates because what happens is if you're not someone in line, the rest of the time, this is what I did the rest of the time you get to sit in the current rooms and you have your eyes closed the whole time and you, mm-hmm become part of the current that holds the vibration. So all these healings wow. can take place.
0: Oh, wow.
1: So we're all healing these people together and you do not open your eyes and you're like, Oh my God, how am I going to sit here for three and a half hours and not open my eyes? It's so intimidating. I was like, Oh my God, I know I'll mess up. You're not supposed to open your eyes. It can mess up the current. <gasps> I'm telling you miraculously, you just sit there three and a half hours goes by or however long it is. And you're like 30 minutes, like no time or no space. It's, it's amazing. I sat, he, when I went through, he said, I'm going to help you meditate. i was like, okay. So I went and sat in this room and all I just remember is like crying, no emotion, just crying. And I thought I came out like 10 minutes later and my friends were like, God, how was it? You were in there almost two hours. It was so cool. Okay. So wait, can you tell us, or is it secret what you put on the piece of paper? I will tell you. Um, I'll tell you one of them mm-hmm. because it was, it was a weird one. One of the things I asked for was I wanted to be more connected to source. Okay. Literally. Like I think that was my first thing. Like I wanted to be more connected to to God, to source, whatever that was. And this is so interesting. So I think that's why he wanted to help me meditate. Mm. And then after that day, you know, we all go back, you kind of do your thing in the village mm-hmm. and I went to sleep that night <laughs> And I woke up in the morning and I was like, wait a minute. It, it's like, I felt like I was taller. Like really? my, my spine felt like it was straightened out, something weird, you know? And I remember walking around to my friends and I was going, do I look taller? Like, <laughs> I think I like stretched out like a couple of inches. Like I feel like my posture or something. And, and I kept having these visions or these feelings that there was this gold, like strong cord Wow. through the top of my head, through my body, like going up into source. And I was like, oh, it connected me <laughs> like in my, I was like, that's my connection. It, he, he connected me more strongly to source, <laughs> wow. but I felt a physical manifestation of it. Do you know what I'm saying? That is so cool. It like, I felt my crown stretch. I can't explain it, but I knew that's what it was. I'm like, okay, I don't know. That's my healing. He stretched me, like, but I think I just connected with something, so my crown felt higher or something like that. It was really and cool. It, and and you felt a stronger connection. Yeah, I mean, my I, li- I mean, I, everything changed after that.
0: So, what does uh-huh. God look like to you? Do you think there is one God? Are you in do? Are you in that camp, or do you see no. goddesses, or what? What is? Yeah.
1: So you say source, kind of like, what is your rainbow of? My rainbow, I use Creatrix, which I got from Lisa Lister, who's also a witch, who's amazing. Um, She has a book called The Witch, and she calls Source the Creatrix. So I often, like, if I'm speaking with Source or praying, I'll say Source, the Creatrix, the divine. I like to use God sometimes, too, because I do work with a lot of Christian people, Mm -hmm. and I like to take the charge out of the term. you know, God has a lot of dogma around it. Mm-hmm. You know, well, what's the Creatrix? Creatrix, just like mm, kind of more the female form. Ah, okay. You know, the Creator. Uh huh. A oh lot of stuff will say, "Oh, you know, I want you lift me or pray." You know, I want to bring in the Creator's energy, the Creatrix. Oh,
0: interesting.
1: So okay. I say Creatrix. I don't say Creator. But I also think it's just because it's balancing the feminine and the male here. Right. I don't think of God to me, no, I mean, God is not a person. It's not a thing. It's not a person. It's not one at all. I think every, every religious doctrine that has a God, I think it's all the same being all of it. People need certain traditions and certain things that help them guide. And I think that's wonderful unless you're doing harm with it. Then of course Mm -hmm. I don't, but no, I think, I think source is what it is. And I, I think we are God. We came from it. We are part of it. We, we always will be. We're part of it now. We'll go back into it. It's about us reconnecting with our own self, our own higher self, you know? But I still pray to it. <laughs> I still connect to it because I realize I'm not 100% in it in this body here, you know? Do you see your guides? Do you physically see them? Oh, this is what I was, yeah. So I saw the one physically at John of God. My guides, like Georgette, my healing guide, mm-hmm. I don't... Physic- I can physically see her. Yeah, I can close my eyes that I can see her. I can know what she looks like. what She's kind of wearing for me, that kind of thing. But do I feel like she's sitting next to me like as a presence? No, I don't experience it that way. Some people do. I do not experience it that way. Um, when I was at John of God, I was doing um, a healing. Uh, you know, I was receiving a healing. They have these uh, these um, kind of crystal machines where they line up these crystals on each of your chakras and you oh, lay really? there and just receive a healing. It's, it's amazing. And that was one where I had a physical man come kneel beh- beside me and put Whoa. his hand on my shoulder and he wasn't scary at all. And I, he was right there. Like I, I felt mm. him, I felt his presence. He was like, had this beard and he was kind of dirty. <laughs> he was like old, like, um, not old age, but like lifetimes ago. Wow. And he was my husband in that life. And he was like showing himself to me from a lifetime, I don't know, 200 years ago And he, he was like, I'm going to, I'm helping you heal and I'm going to stay with you and help you, um, through this lifetime for a long while. And I'll see you in the next one. Totally. wild, Yeah. So wild. you heard him say that, or did you see his mouth move or it was just hurt? No, I felt it. I just heard, I heard him. His mouth did not move. I felt his hand on me and I just, he just telepathically told me that, I guess I just heard it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like kind of a voice. And he didn't say I was your husband. I just knew it. I don't know, oh, wow. but I knew he was. I was like, oh, I recognize you. I mean, totally. We- I mean, I was like, wow, I can't believe that just happened, but I believe it, you know? Yeah. So
0: you believe that we all come here for a purpose? hmm I do. Well, well, it's what's so interesting to me is a lot of life is spent at the grocery store. I mean, mm-hmm. what what is your... <laughs> I mean, when you say purpose, it just feels like in the movies, you know, it's just such a bigger deal, but in life, you know, obviously you're doing a lot of healing work with a lot of people. Mm -hmm. That's more of an obvious one, but what if somebody out there doesn't feel like their life has any purpose? What would you say to them?
1: I would say, um, they're judging themselves a lot. They're comparing themselves to someone else. And they are their own person and they do have purpose. And even if it's a very simple life in that respect, and even if what they're doing is just going to the grocery store and doing whatever, those, you never know how your vibration is affecting others. And some of the most simplest stories are the most profound healing experiences for people. Mm. Um, I think it's about how you live your life for you. But I think, you know, part of it is see where you judge yourself. You know, you're, no one else can judge you. We judge ourselves. We're the only people we should care about judging. So if you're judging yourself, that's the first thing you want to do is start looking at why and get out of that. Mm -hmm. I mean, and just start with, you know, whatever I'm doing, just showing up in my life is enough. Why am I comparing it to everybody else? Right. Completely your own. Everybody has their own path. And then do you feel like you're on different dimensions at the same time now? Here? and on this planet and in this humanity we experience time right mm-hmm. so we have past present future but i i do believe we it all coexists and at the same time even though i probably can't elaborate on this i believe that because it coexists we can also heal and change things so for example with trauma mm-hmm. i really believe and i've seen it happen mm-hmm. that you can go back into a traumatic space And change the scenario, and it will actually change in your DNA. And then you will not feel that trauma the same way. So you're saying if you have a childhood incident, you can actually go back to the incident
0: and then change it? Can recreate the scenario. This sounds like that movie, the moon movie. What was that? Mars? No, it wasn't Mars, but there was one. Oh god, I'm gonna mess this up. But there's some movie with a daughter and the dad, the dad comes back and they like shake the shelves anyway <laughs>
1: Oh, with Matthew McConaughey. Yes. Yes. Totally. Yes. What was the name of that movie? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, no, I know. Uh, Insta, Insta. Oh my gosh. We're so. Stellar. Was it Inception? Interstellar. Interstellar. That was it. Interstellar. Absolutely. That movie is based on that stuff. There's so many great films. People believe this. We're not, you know, it's like big people believe this, like meaning people out there in public, like they're subtly creating these stories that are totally based on this stuff. Yeah. That one's a good one. Wait, but what if it was like, okay, what if you had an incident
0: where very specific things happened, where it wasn't just like one day, but it was over a stretch of a period, like I'll speak sort of, I had something happen to me in high school, but I'll, I won't go into like the absolute details, but mm-hmm. something happened and then there was consequences for months
1: after it. Right. So how would you, if you were to change something? Well, I would say all that, I hear what you're saying, so it's a little more work, but, <laughs> yeah. but, maybe, but maybe not, okay? Because everything has consequences, doesn't it? Right, right. So what I would say is, I would go back to that initial picture and I call it a picture because it's a memory, but it's static. We're not living in the memory, right? P- PTSD is you're reliving in that memory. Right. Right. So you want to go, you want to go back and you can do it. You know, I think hypnotists do this kind of stuff. I think it's similar. I have, although I have not experienced that, but mm-hmm. how I do it is you visualize it and it's better if you have someone work with you just so you're safe, but you go back I have you astral project into the actual time of it, into the experience. Okay. And you sit as a third party. It's very interesting. Hmm. And you go back into that initial thing that happened mm-hmm. the first time or the first one that started all this. And you freeze it all hmm. and you change the scenario. Whoa! Or you tell yourself, your other self, you know, okay, we're gonna get out of this. Or this feels this and let's, let's go this way. Do you know what I'm saying? You change it. You change everything that happens. You just, you literally recreate the scenario that it goes a different way and that that trauma doesn't happen and you move it out and then you come back and then you heal, you you start healing it in your space. And what happens is in my experience, the picture of that memory, even if it's set up all this other stuff, it starts losing energy. So it's still a memory. Like, you know, it, you, you have this memory, but it loses all of its um, um, trigger on you, mm-hmm. you know, because usually with a trauma, anything that's even, you know, at all similar throughout your life, it'll kind of trigger that up. Right. Right. It yeah. Kind of Step back. So you're, you're neutral. It, it starts neutralizing. It starts what we call neutralizing, healing it. So like physically you're like, you feel different. Like people literally like, I like, I just feel different. You're lighter because it started, it moved. So that's, that's one way you can do it.
0: That's so it changes interesting. it in
1: your DNA. Wow. So our, our memories, our experiences, and even like our ancestors, our parents, you know, beyond all that stuff is in our physical DNA. It's in our, it's in our aura, all the past lives, all the memories, the stories are all there. So, so it, you can do feeling on them. Mm-hmm. That's so fascinating. So they're in your
0: DNA. But if if your body, every seven years, your cells regenerate and you become another person, Mm -hmm. right? You've heard that? I've heard that. Mm -hmm. Does your aura regenerate or your aura is the same from baby?
1: Your aura is the same from baby. Your aura was this huge, amazing aura contained with all your information from that past life. And when you came in as a baby, you had to grow into your aura. What do you mean grow into your aura? Meaning your aura was about three feet all around you when you were a little tiny newborn and your aura is about three feet around you right now. Oh, so wow. you, your body grew into your aura. So if you experience traumas within your
0: life mm-hmm. and say, it, your, aura, does it, your
1: aura changes though from the time you're a baby to 30. Or to well, f- it collects new pictures. It collects new experiences, new energy, new ideas, and also you probably do hopefully some healing, so it's releasing some stuff as well. Mm -hmm. How would you scientifically explain an aura? Ooh. (laughs) Ooh. That is not a part of me, the scientist. (laughs) Um, okay. Let's see. I, I think I may have had no past lives as a scientist. Well, I, um, I shouldn't
0: use that word. Yeah. Maybe a I better. Think? Maybe a better word
1: is what is the stuff? What is that? okay? So your aura. Okay. So let's do this. So your body, um, your physical body. You have let's let's say technically you have te- uh, seven chakras, right? Okay. So mm-hmm. You have a first chakra at the base of your body. The second one in your pelvic area, kind of below your belly button. Third one at your solar plexus, your stomach fourth one at your heart, fifth one at your throat, and sixth one, that center of head, that sixth chakra, that third eye, Mm -hmm. okay, forehead, and then your crown, your seventh one. So you have these seven energy centers in your body. They look like wheels. Okay, that's what chakra means. That's the Sanskrit for wheel, because these, you I didn't know that. Yeah, they'd see them turning and people's bodies are like, oh, the different wheels. So anyway, connected from each chakra, Let's say each one's a different color. They love to show them as those different colors on charts, right? And it projects the same vibration out around your physical body. So the first chakra projects this energy of light around. It's the first layer around your body. Okay, that's your first layer of your aura. Then your second one projects this energy. It's connected to this energy that's the second layer around your body. Then there's a third layer around outside of that one. And, and so on, fourth, fifth, sixth. Your seventh layer of your aura is the furthest one outside of your body. If you hold your hands, your arms out to your side, mm-hmm. that's about where your aura is. Whoa, That's your, yeah, that's it. So this is this is part of our body, part of our being. This is why. When you're sitting next to people in a movie theater or you walk into people in the grocery store, wherever you will feel all these different things or you'll pick up stuff where you're like, I don't know why I feel sad for no reason. I don't know why I feel anxiety for no reason. You're picking, you're feeling, it's like walking through a room with your hands out and you're touching all this stuff, Mm -hmm. you know? So our aura is picking up information. That's how we communicate in a sense. And that aura Holds thousands, millions of pictures, of pictures, of memories, of past lives, of um, symbols. So when you start to read and psychically see energy, you'll see symbols in the aura. They're just uh, symbols from past lives holding information. They can give you information. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you can read your own aura. You're reading. Oh yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. You can read your own. You can read other people's. Gives you information. You'll see different colors to tell you what you're working on right now. Um, relating to different growth periods going on, it's information, but it's all about you, okay? And you can move the energy in that space. You know, it's it's meant to give help to provide, to provide information and to receive healing. Mm-hmm. So we can so we work with it. You know, so it's our it's our soul body. I guess is what I would say. It's your soul body. That's amazing. Yeah. I totally feel that. I totally feel.
0: Everything that you said, and what's interesting is, I'm completely going to take your class. It starts in January, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, and if anybody has heard this and not wanted to sign up for your class, I don't know what they're listening. To. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: life changing. I mean,
0: I'm so excited. So tell me, because this has been amazing, and I want I want to give specifics to what you offer in your
1: classes. So mm-hmm. you do the three months. So just tell us again. Okay. So the, well, you know, weekly in Los Angeles, I teach uh, drop-in classes. So I teach one here in LA and then I teach one in studio city, uh, twice a week. And it's at the, the den meditation, which is a very super cool place. I love it. Beautiful space, beautiful people, yes. beautiful energy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I teach weekly classes at the Den Meditation, the one on La Brea, and then the one in Studio City, which is amazing as well. And that's Um, the guru class, right? Because you were telling me it's drop-in guru. It's meet your spirit guides. Yeah, meet your spirit guides. So yeah, which means... uh, that, that's funny you say that, which means you are your own guru. We get okay. gurus out of your space. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And, and your guides will help you. Um, but that's kind of what I what I usually say is, you know, our guides don't know more than us. They're just right. here to help us. They don't know more than us. You know, we're, we're our own gurus. We're our own uh, um, truths, our own higher self. We just mm-hmm. have to connect with it. And they help us do that. So on Wednesdays at 10 at the den, I usually do the meet your spirit guides they're all called psychic meditation classes. Okay. So It's just it's just a psychic meditation class and you just drop in and then we just kind of teach. I usually ask people, well, what are you in the mood for today? What do you feel like? What is your intention? There's a lot of regulars. They request things. And so you, know, we but, and you, you were saying that people have seen their spirit guides in the first class. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, you know, on a, you know, 10 AM on a Wednesday, people come to this class and again, I have some regulars and I have people that, you know, they're like, oh, I, just signed up. It's my first meditation class ever. I'm like, okay. I have not had anyone not had an experience. I mean, I've had people be like, you know, that was my first class and I can't believe my grandmother came in. Right. <laughs> all this fairy that was, you know, spinning around my head and telling me all this stuff, you know, so it is so you know, cool. You don't have to spend a lot of time to get into the space. You just show up and experience it and you can have the experience. That being said, don't judge yourself if it doesn't happen the first right, time. Really right, right. You have your own, you know, journey and reason. And you have to get rid of doubt to have it. So we just work on this space in there. That's
0: but it'll happen.
1: It'll happen. You, 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 you figure it out in this space. Yeah. I can't wait. I'm totally coming on Wednesday, by the way. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and then when you leave, you have the tools. You know, you can practice it on your own whenever you want. It's just tools on how to do it. It's amazing. Okay. So your classes started January, 2018. Okay. So those classes are weekly. Then my training program is the basic intuitive healing training program, which you're certified at the end as an intuitive healer and reader. So you can do energy healings on yourself and on others. It's amazing. We also, you'll have a special guide in that class you'll work with. And then you can also do psychic readings on yourself and on others. Okay. You'll so, be so,
0: so somebody who's never had a psychic thought or so they think after this class, they
1: will be psychic. Everyone is. Okay. And even if you don't want to be a energy healer or a psychic reader or anything like that, it is a self healing program because the whole journey of this is you come in and you start to allow all your stuff to start to come up. It's like it bubbles up from your body and starts mm-hmm. to come out. We create a very safe, you know, beautiful space to bring out your invalidation, bring out your triggers, your issues, your doubt, your unworthiness from whatever it is. And you don't have to share stuff. It's not a therapy class. However, um, it's, it is therapy in the sense that this stuff will come out. You will see it. That's um, and you but you get to let it go and you don't, you can talk about it if you like, you don't have to, you know, sometimes people don't talk about any of it, but it's coming out. So you, you can't not be shifted for the better from doing the course. So even if you don't want to be, you know, a reader or a healer, what I'm saying is it's a self healing, you know, uh, training, it's a self, it's a way to learn to self heal right. and, and, and basically have, you know, a better life, like more joy in your life, manifest things, um, you know. Live in peace and prosperity rather than the stuff that holds you back.
0: I, this is so amazing. Like, I am thrilled to talk to you in person finally. I mean, I know we did the reading a long time ago, and it was a, obviously a great one, but like, just to really pick your brain and yeah. find out about your journey has been really wonderful. And I cannot wait to take your class. So. I am so excited! I cannot <laughs> wait. You're gonna have
1: so much fun
0: totally. And I'll probably (laughs) see you Wednesday. I think I'm going to bring my daughter. So
1: love it. Wonderful. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So anyway, she's 18. Oh my gosh. Perfect. Yeah. She'll love it. She's really into this stuff. So you'll love her too. So all right. Well, Catherine, it's been wonderful. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Absolutely. And um, I will see you very soon. Okay. All right. Have a great night. Yes, you too. Okay. Bye. 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 So that was Catherine Schiff. She's pretty amazing. And how about John of God? What? I want to go. Let's book a trip. I mean, if I go, I'm going to have to get the fast pass. Like, how do you get the fast pass? Okay, so meditate. Balance your chakras. See if you can look at auras. We're all, shut your arms out. You got three feet of it. Remember, bubble up. Don't be going in that grocery store where people all whack. Come say hi on Instagram and I will see you in the next episode.